0: Let's get straight into a man that's been I, – I, well, I reckon Sats has been in front of the TV all weekend yeah. like the, the the rest of us. Uh, Scott Sattler talking a little bit of rugby league for us this morning. Sats, good morning to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> how's your neck, done
1: mate? None of the the
2: weekend. Yeah, how's your neck? Were you comfortable? <laughs> My neck started to get sore. Yeah,
1: no, it was a it's a big weekend, wasn't it, especially for – if you're a like a Kiwi fan as well, been involved in, in so many big matches, um, all in the space of like twelve hours, wasn't it? So, yeah, fortunate enough to go to Melbourne and call that game on Saturday night. And um, and while that game was on, we had the TV on in the uh, in the sh- in the studio with the cricket on as well. So it was uh, yeah, it was a great weekend.
2: Yeah, how how hard is it in rugby league to stay ready for that that test or the whole championship? Because the players have embraced it pretty well, I reckon.
1: Yeah, they have, and I think you know. There's always this complaint, heels that there's too much rugby league played. Well, you know, I, you know, when you retire, you, you wish you could play every week of the year. Yes. But um, yeah, it's been a long season for the players, uh, especially from the World Cup at, at the end of last year as well. So, you know, it's you know it's going to be a bit of a, a, a bit of a, I suppose a. Um well it's gonna be a different pre season again because because of the such a jagged start with so many players coming back differently yep. throughout the uh, throughout the pre season. But um, you know, it, it has been played in really, it's been played in really good spirits, hasn't it? I mean yep. it's probably if the NRL had it over again, they probably would have rescheduled the Pacific Championships differently with the way the games have been played, with New Zealand and Australia playing each other on the weekend. Now they've got to play each other in a final. So I mean they're probably in hindsight, probably should have opened the Pacific Championships with an Australia versus New Zealand game and get get everyone fired up and ready to go, and um, and then finish with this final. So, but at least both teams had an opportunity to to have a, a bit of a look at each other Ooh, in yes. front of a good crowd too. Mm.
0: Hey, so you know we know he dropped a couple. Well, he didn't drop a couple. He just rested a couple to give uh, the likes of Flegler and Nico Hines a start. Uh, has he created a Rod for his own pack a little bit, mate? I mean, because not none of them are out of form, are they?
1: No, you're right, and yeah, you know, I I don't know about yeah. You know, for someone who wasn't fortunate enough to to wear the green and gold, if a coach walked up to me and said, "Listen, I'm going to rest you this week and not wear the test jersey," I'd go, "You know what? I'm no, I'm not giving that test jersey to anyone. I'm yeah. I'm going to hold on to it." But uh, yeah, Payne and Tino are pretty safe. Liam Martin's another one. Selwyn Cobbo will be left out. I think Valentine Holmes is always going to be that winger. Um, but yeah, he, he, what he it's a it's a great problem to have. It's a great Great position to be in for now that he's got these depths now of players like uh, you. Know, Nico had a good hand in, in one of the tries for, for Cam Murray. Beautiful pass. And um, and Tom Flegler as well was heavily involved really early on. So he's he's now got this opportunity now to, to really start building up the depths and, and see what talent he's got coming through. And, and whether they can handle that standard of of footy against really good opposition heels. As you know, you know there's... Plenty of players can make their debuts against, uh, you know, in cricket could be against one of the the minnows, and but you're not quite sure how we go against, you know, the might of some of those, you know, those powerful nations over the years. So to be able to throw guys like that into really good opposition, it shows that they can handle it.
2: Yeah, it was a great temperature test. Definitely, Flegler did he take on uh, Fisher Harris and took that role, or both men were clashing heads and and attitudes uh, most of the game.
1: Yeah, I've got to say it was really good to watch that live too. Just Probably didn't see it much on the TV, but in the, in the the just in the background, they were always having a go at each yeah. other. And there's one stage in the <clears> second <throat> half when Fisher-Harris, he absolutely leveled uh, Tom Flegel and he dropped the ball. And and as the ball sort of got picked up and passed along, Flegel got uh, – Fisher-Harris got in his face again and started sort of getting under his skin a little bit. And I've got no doubt he would have reminded him of three weeks ago, the grand final night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of those Broncos players still wouldn't be able to recover from. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, it was a good little battle. It was a great little battle.
0: So, on the other side of the coin, mate, what, what happens to the Kiwis? They're talking that Marno's got to go to fullback. Uh, have they got too many tweaks left in them to try and turn a what was a pretty comprehensive result around? Yeah, not too many line
1: breaks. The defence for Australia was outstanding. I've got to say, Hamaso, Tabu, he did a job on Joey Manu defensively. You know, no. he, Joey Manu is such a big man. He's a really big, imposing man. I giving him early ball and, and letting him get one-on-one with the smaller, skinnier uh, opposition player. But Hamaso I used his speed to his advantage. He just got up in his face and didn't let him get any momentum. It was really smart from um, from Mal and his coaches to to defend Joey that way. You know what? One of our colleagues, Joel Kane, in Sydney, he's always got these amazing conspiracy theories. Yes. <laughs> All these different theories about how rugby league should be played. And I love hearing uh, some, are, some are great, some are not so great. But he's got this belief with Joey Manu who should have the ability to drift around the field and not be locked in the centre position. So he always believes that to use Joey Manu, start him in the centres, but swap him with Charles vickle throughout the game. So the opposition don't expect him just to... Pop up around the ruck all of a sudden. or we'll give him a roving role like Tommy which did in Origin. Um, I think that's not a smart, pro- quite a smart ploy. I think for Michael Maguire, if you start him in centre and maybe swap him through the game with Chancey or Cookstar, who I think is a centre would be a really good centre anyway. And yeah, okay. uh, so it's, but they've got to do something a little bit left of centre to be able to break this Australian um, defensive. Like they've got to kick early, kick to the corners early, use their tall yeah. wingers. Um, but they didn 't do that at all the only one time they did do it is they they put a nice little dinking kick over the top of Reuben Cotter, the shorter player and and Ronaldo Mulatalo scored a try, so probably a little bit more of that
0: uh, um just at the other matches forty three sixteen uh Fiji over the Cornwalls. the one that I did wanted to talk to you about sats and uh like we 've got a um to be fair from Bondi Jack uh, giving uh, you know just a, a questioning the the defensive efforts of uh, Ali Briginshaw. Now I, you know, I'm very loath to knock an out-and-out champion, but uh, Bondi Jack didn't didn't miss Ali. Uh, in uh, you've got a you've got a little laugh there, but look, there's question marks now over the Gillaroos dominance. as uh, uh, you know I'm reading one story that said there's been a seismic shift in women's rugby league with New Zealand ending a seven years of heartbreak, stunning Australia 12-6 at Amy Park.
1: Yeah, it was good to watch. It was a great game to watch live, I've got to say. It's so the, the crowd was amazing. Twenty one thousand. three quarters of them were, were Kiwi fans. Um a lot of Māori people there, a lot of Polynesian uh Samoans, Tongan people there as well, flying their flags. It was a it was a great scene. And that game early on it was it was just it was played with that much physicality as well. And and you know, Ali's Ali's always been a good defender. But as you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more brittle. And then you've got these young players that are coming at you at speed. And, and that's where you, your inside defenders are really going to help those key players out. And they, they didn't do that with Ali on the weekend. I had a little bit of a giggle because Bondi Jackie loves to put the sniper. He loves to put the sniper helmet on, doesn't he? He just he likes to zero in. Um, I love <laughs> his passion. But he but, came, um, off, came off the yeah. building
2: for that one. Did, did you... Yeah. <laughs> um, any surprises with the Fiji 43-16 over PNG?
1: Yeah, it did, yeah, we did because Papua New Guinea have you know, they are they starting to build. You yeah, know? they've got some good young players and some players that have had some NRL experience, some players that have had a lot of Queensland Cup, host plus cup experience as well, and New South Wales Cup. So that one really surprised me. I know the Fijians have got probably a lot more experience and you know, there's two big wingers they've got and um but I thought it might have been closer. And it's it's a shame that it's way that's finished for, for P and G in there in their home country as well because, um, yeah, the, the fans obviously are very vocal and supportive of their side and they wouldn't want them to, to see that. They'd, they'd be taking it pretty tough today.
0: Speaking of that, there were quite big stories in the press uh, over the weekend about, you know, this 18th team and even the Brisbane Tigers willing to have a look at some sort of amalgamation mm. with, the, uh, with the New Guinea bid. Uh, obviously, uh, politically, it's something that the federal government wants uh, because it, it, it positions them well within that area. Uh, and they're willing to put plenty of money uh, into it. Uh, thoughts of any type of uh, of the 18th team and what's happening there?
1: Nah, I, I mean I I don't think you can base it in cans either, uh, yeah. because then you're dipping into the backyard of the Cowboys. And the NRL were very adamant during the 17th licence process, and I was part, heavily part of that Western Corridor bid, the Jets bid, and yeah. they said to us that the Brisbane Broncos, that's their backyard, the Western Corridor. So. Um, they'll be a little bit, uh, they'll be a little bit um, hypocritical to say that they're not going into the Cowboys backyard if they go to Cairns and then play the home games in Papua New Guinea. No, you know, I just think it's either Western Corridor or Western Australia, um, and with we can still keep taking games to Papua New Guinea. We can still, what we need to be doing is we need to be injecting millions of dollars into their pathway projects to be able to getting not just rugby league players but building yeah. the female game up there. But getting athletes out of there and turning them into rugby league players, not just rugby league players, but athletes in all sports and and canvassing them and then putting them into uh, some sort of pathway program to develop them into rugby league players. The AFL have been doing it for years. The AOS are doing it now and trying to pigeonhole different sportsmen and women into the sports that biomechanically their their body would be suited to. So we need to be doing it as rugby league uh, up in PNG and just keep taking NRL games up there, I think. Yeah, you know, I think that's enough. But I don't think we need to give an 18th license, and we definitely don't need Al- Anthony Albanese getting, in, you know, sticking his nose in the trough as well. Um, because if he's not, in, if he's a one-term prime minister, and the next prime minister comes in and doesn't want to give that money towards a, a bit of that nature, well, what happens then? You're left, you're left, uh, you know, carrying the bag. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's sport with danger. a
2: well, big final to look forward to, mate, at Hamilton in New Zealand.
1: Yeah, it'd be great, and, and that's probably another another area that really sits nicely with the New Zealand side, the Kiwis. Mm. team just to be able to use that, the passion of their you know the community to to be able to be that you know that uh, that 18th player for their side.
0: Yeah, we'll see how they go. Brilliant! All right, Sats, well done, and thank you for the time. that We're catching up, aren't we, later in the week? Yeah, we are. We're playing golf on Friday. Can't wait. Wait till oh. you see Woogie
1: we playing with. He's the worst golfer in the history of life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, well, I could be in. A, I could be in the grand. So final you and I'll day.
2: take uh, <laughs> Paddy and Woogie on. eh? Yeah, it'll be all
1: over very early. <laughs> hey, heels, can I, heels and Patty, Can I ask you a really quick question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, can, with English English cricket, if the guy that's trying to revolutionise Test cricket and to be played like a, an ODI style is not the ODI coach, is is that? like a, is that is it like
2: a what that's ridiculous moment uh yes it can be explained I yeah. think because he didn't want it um he he made okay. a big decision to take on the test side mm. and get some of this play that they've you know they played baseball in one day cricket um until this yeah. tournament so yeah. so they've missed a couple of players and Jofra Archer with the ball but but, uh, yeah, the rest have gone nowhere, that's for sure. And the team's chopped and changed mm. a little too much.
0: Yeah, Matty Mott's got them now, yeah. who you know had that unbelievable yeah. run with the Australian women's team. And, and it was
2: fun. in England, they were playing this enterprising yeah. game. In India, it hasn't quite worked. They haven't been able to show it. Okay. So
0: you bring it up, former England captain, I see, has just been quoted Owen Morgan. He says there's splits within the camp. He said, I've number, never come across a sports team that has underperformed like this, given the level of expectation there's something within the team that is definitely unsettled. I think there's something else going on. There has to be.
2: Mm, he's over there too.
0: Yeah. So they're uh, they're starting to cop it from every angle now. All right, mate. I look forward. Thank you for your time this morning. We look forward to seeing you Friday. Thanks, hats. I see you Friday.